This is the Yoga Off the Mat podcast, a space you can learn how to deepen your connection with yourself, to live a fulfilled, passionate, and authentic life using the lessons from the mat. I'm your guide, host, and teacher, Amber Hackberg, and I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so that you can embody the practice of yoga and live your yoga on and off the mat. Hello and welcome to the Yoga Off the Mat podcast with Amber Hagberg for episode number eight. I cannot believe that we are here at episode number eight. That means this has been going on for two whole months now. So thank you to those of you that have been listening with me consistently and for my new subscribers. Be sure to go over to Apple iTunes and leave me a five-star review. It helps with ratings and help me to reach more women, more people who are really wanting to dive deeper into their relationship with themselves, practice self-love and prioritizing our health. So thank you. Let's dive in. Today, I'm going to be doing a little question and answer for those of you that have been asking me questions on Facebook and Instagram. If your question is not answered today, find me on Facebook or Instagram, Amber Hagberg, and I'll be happy to answer in a live or in another episode podcast recording. Question number one, how were you able to walk away from everything and everybody you knew? This is always a really bittersweet question for me because the answer is exciting and sad. I don't have a lot of family and the family I do have, we didn't really resonate. It didn't really work. I grew up in a very toxic um, relationship um, with my family. We went through just a lot. My dad died when I was 17. My stepmom was super duper abusive, which I'll share more in another full episode. Um, My mom was always in and out of bars, drugs, boys, And my brothers were really toxic, so I didn't have a lot of family, which made it easy to leave. And as far as my friends, that was hard. That was really hard because I was finding more yoga community towards the end of my time in in Iowa. And then I moved to Colorado. That move was easy. I didn't feel like I was leaving a lot behind. And when I was in Colorado... I was like, oh, I can always go backwards. I can always move back to Iowa if it doesn't work out. That was the biggest leap I've ever taken. I had no idea it was going to work out. I didn't know anyone in Colorado. I just knew my sister. We did it together. So that's the other catch. Like, I have a sister, and she's my best friend. Like, we've been through it all, and I've got her back. She's got mine. And so the first move, we went together. We moved to Colorado, and we started over. This is when my life really started to change. I had found yoga. I had found my calling. I had found how to live my life on purpose, with purpose. And so being in in Colorado, I created a family of friends and community, people I loved. And leaving there was hard because I was leaving my sister and I was leaving my yoga community and family. I think what made it easier was the fact that I had done it before. I was moving 
to Costa Rica. Big deal, right? I wasn't just moving to another state. I was moving to an entire different country. Um, but I was so committed to this dream. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling in your life where it's just calling you. Costa Rica called me and she called me and she called me and it was like, I'm going. And I just told myself, I could go back. And I think this dives into the next question. How did you try to do something you had no idea it would work out? When I left Iowa to move to Colorado, I was miserable. You have no idea the pain I was going through, just how lost I was. It was three years after my dad died. I had found yoga, but it wasn't really a committed practice. I was still partying a lot. And I was just in pain and I was willing to do anything to make it work. This was actually the first time I tried to get out of my relationship, that eight-year relationship that I was in from 14 to 23. And I tried to leave him um, behind and I moved to Colorado. And long story short, he ended up following me out there or I ended up inviting him out there and we ended up trying to make it work. And so I had no idea it was going to work, but I knew that the pain I was in was worth it to try anything. So I gave it a go because where I was wasn't working. And sometimes, you know, what I find working with other women is when it's not working and there's so much fear of it not working out, we're willing to stay in the uncomfortable, miserable place we are in because we're so afraid of what's on the other side. And if there's anything I can tell you from my own personal life experiences, Get the frick uncomfortable. Do it. Because it could be way better than your life ever you imagined. Because mine was. That's my experience. And that's my experience of many, 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 many of the women I work with for the last 12 years. So if you're on the edge of wondering, can I do it? And I don't know if it's going to work out. You'll never know unless you try. Give it a try. Next question. You were young when you pursued Costa Rica yoga travel. How did you find the finances to support your dream? Mm, Yes, we need money. And one thing that can happen when we want to pursue something, we don't know if it's going to work out. We know we want to do something. We get stuck in the how. How did you find the finances? Get out of your mind. Stop thinking about how. Focus on the what. Know that you want it more than anything else. Know that you're willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. The universe, God's source, will find a way. You don't need to know the how. If you get caught in the how, you'll stay where you are. And what happens is, come on, women, we can make babies and we're not calling our bellies or our organs or anything being like, grow the head, grow the arms, don't forget the heart. No, you don't need to know how. You you know how without knowing how. But I will tell you what I did. I lived in the fear of I need money. So what I did for four years is I worked two full-time jobs and I taught 14 to 16 yoga classes for four years. 
I was tired, exhausted, and burnt out because what I did in those four years is I didn't spend a penny. (laughs) I didn't go out to eat. I didn't go to music. I didn't do anything. I saved every freaking dollar I had. I was committed to moving to Costa Rica. And let me tell you something. I slaved away for four years. I didn't find anything to do that would make me happy during that time because I was like, Costa Rica, end result, end result, end result. Guess what? I got to Costa Rica and I started making more money than I did in Costa Rica, uh, in Colorado. So I lived in fear for four years without enjoying my life, without doing the things I loved. And I didn't have to. Whoa, big lesson for me. Forget the freaking how. The universe is going to support you if it's your desire. One thing that I learned from a coach that I'm working with right now is your desires are your roadmap. Listen to your desires. If you have a desire, it's because it's meant for you. Not everyone desires to travel the world, teach yoga, and have massive global impact. That's my desire. I want to help thousands and thousands and millions of women, and I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that I do. Not everyone has that same desire. If you desire to have babies, my my friend had a desire to have a baby for four years, and she was 40. Oh, you can't have babies then. She had had two miscarriages. She tried for four years. And let me tell you what, those are four hard years of not having a baby. And now she has a beautiful baby girl because her desires were her roadmap and her desires were meant for her. She didn't know how it was going to happen. She made it happen through commitment. Commit to your desire. Get out of the how. The universe has got your back. Uh, Next question, where can I listen to your podcast? You can listen to my podcast anywhere that you download off of your Apple store, your app store on your cell phone, Um, Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, I believe. Just look it up on the internet. Yoga Off the Mat with Amber Hagberg podcast. And there are many different outlets to listen to podcasts. It's where you choose. I have an Apple phone and there's an app on there for podcasts. That's where I listen to all mine. But I know many people that also use Spotify. How do I tame the mama bear syndrome? This was a question actually from one of the women in my Live Your Yoga Mentorship, which by the way, open enrollment is still happening. You have the chance to join the Live Your Yoga Mentorship. And if you want to know if that's a good fit for you, if the program is right for you, uh, head over to amberhagberg.com slash stress-free lifestyle and book a quick 15-minute conversation with me. We'll dive into where you're at, where you want to go, and see if this program is right for you. So she asked me, how do I tame the mama bear syndrome? One of her children were being bullied. How do I not get in the way? How do I not cause problems for my son. And sometimes the hardest thing that we can do is nothing at all. To sit back and let your son, your daughter, defend and stand up for themselves. They may not learn it the first or the second time, but we can't protect our children from learning. You are the only person that can learn your lessons. When you tell a child not to do something, 
and you do it, they want to do it too. They don't do what we say. They do what we do. And so if you want to tame the mama bear syndrome, ask yourself, what kind of example do you want to be? You can have a conversation with them. You can tell them what your values are, how you determine and decide how people treat you. And then you get to allow your son or daughter to make that decision on their own. And sometimes we have to learn it the harder way. And it's even more, more, more difficult when you're the mom having to sit back. But I know from being in relationship, oftentimes like silence is the ultimate killer. We want to nag. We want to get in. We want to cause problems. You know, we want to ruffle feathers. So sitting back and just trusting that they're going to make the best decision for them and they're going to learn it. That's my advice. I I don't know. I don't have children. I, I just know from watching, you know, my friends, parents, and I know that we all parent differently. Um, would love to open this conversation up in the Facebook group, Live Your Yoga Community, just to hear what other mamas would do. What's your advice? Share with me. Teach me because this isn't my topic of expertise. Next question. How did you find your way in the beginning? Mm, I found my way by being so freaking lost. Oh, I was so lost. I, you know, I grew up in a really toxic um, family where there was no um, teachings. It was don't do this, don't do that. And if you do it, you're bad. And so there was no room for mistake. There was no room for being children. There was no room for education. I learned everything the hard way. And in that, I became really lost with food, drugs, sex, alcohol, boys, and all the terrible things, right? But it was my way of learning. It was my way to find my way. I ended up being saved by the practice of yoga. And it's why since still to this day for, you know, 15 years or so, I've been committed to the yoga practice because it helped me to find my way. And, you know, if you're looking to find your way, it's like, where do you want to go? Where are you looking to arrive? And and for me, my way was finding happiness. I didn't want anything else. My mantra was like, I want to be happy. And I didn't even know what happy meant. I just know that I wasn't. And with yoga, it was, I found this pathway into myself, this relationship into me that allowed me to discover what made me happy, what gave me purpose, and what I was really meant to do here. If you're looking to find your way, um, I really encourage you to book your call with me and just dive in to see if the Live Your Yoga Mentorship is meant for you. Um, And then another way is through journaling, meditation, or the practice of yoga. Next question. Why is it so easy to stop the practice, but so hard to start it up again? Mm. Yes, you are talking to one of the key things that I find why we don't see success. Success comes from consistency. Success does not come from perfection, doing everything the right way. It comes from learning, and it's easy to stop the practice. Someone you love dies. You don't feel like it. You go through a bad day. 
your work shift changes. There's so many reasons why we stop. And the reason why it's so hard to start again, it's because we have to create the momentum. I like to think about it like a fire. If you want to start a fire, you have to get the kindling, the wood, the paper, the flame. You have to get the flame to heat up the kindling, the kindling to heat up the logs, and then you have a fire. To keep that fire going, you just keep putting logs on it, blowing a little wind, giving it a little love, and it keeps on burning. But the moment that you stop, you have to start all over again. This is what happens with our practice. The moment that you stop, you have to start all over again. You know yoga works. You know meditation works. You know practicing self-love and self-care helps you to feel happy, at peace, and in balance. Yet life comes along because we're here living in the 21st modern day century and things come up. Keep your practice going. Don't stop. Even if it's two minutes a day, five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, You can practice every single day, whether it's while you're driving to work, taking a shower, doing the dishes. You can practice no matter where you are or what you're doing, but keep the momentum going because it's so much harder to stop. It's so much harder to stop and start than it is to keep going. Keep it going. That's my, that's my advice. And it's not so easy. So when you do stop, Instead of self-sabotage, judging yourself, shaming yourself, all the things that we do, right? Start again. Just start again. And when you're like, I don't want to, I have no motivation, blah. Remember why you want to start. Remember why it's so important to you to practice. And that'll keep you coming back. Those are the questions that I have here with me today. I'll do this again really soon. But if there's anything that I could leave you with today to contemplate is, where do you want to put your energy this weekend? What is it that you want to see grow? And can you take some action? I like to take massive action. If I want something, I do everything I can to make it happen. So if you're up to my level, you want to ride with me, massive action. What do you want? What do you want to see happen? Where do you want to go this weekend? And give it all you got. And if you're watching this after the weekend, where do you want to go this week? What do you want to do this week? Take massive action to make it happen. Goal. This is what I want to do. Massive action. These are my three steps to make it happen. And if those three things don't work, step number four, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And let me remind you, the most sacred, intimate, and long-lasting relationship you will ever have in this lifetime is the one that you have with yourself. Now is the time to start watering, nourishing, and loving who you are, where you are, so that you can have a bigger impact on the planet with energy, joy, and ear-grinning happiness that you desire and you deserve. 
I will see you for the next episode. And if you loved this episode, tag me, Facebook, Instagram, share it with your friends, or leave me an amazing review over on Amazon, iTunes to allow more women, more people to find this podcast. And I will see you next week for episode number nine. And I want to thank you. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast. It's an honor to know that people are listening and gaining value while generating their own insights. For more actionable tools and practices, head over to my Facebook group, www.facebook.com groups slash yoga for inner peace to learn more practices that you can put into your toolbox to reduce stress, build confidence, and create a community of other women who are like you, wanting to better their lives, to better their communities. Thank you again for being here. And if you're on social, post a photo of you listening to this and tag me, Amber Hackberg, so we can hang out online and continue growing this relationship first from the inside and then from the outside. I'll see you on the next episode.